I want to thank Longmont Public Media for allowing me to use their media makerspace to produce all of the Level Up podcasts. LPM invites everyone to join the makerspace to produce or learn to produce all of your own media, not just podcasts. Visit longmontpublicmedia.org for more information. Welcome to Level Up, where we explore the burning desire to create something crafted with quality, care, and attention to detail. These things will touch base on the industries of the artists, the startups, musicians, photographers, designers, videographers, and more, uh, all here on the Level Up podcast. Welcome to the Level Up Podcast. My name is Lachlan, and I am here today with a graphic design extraordinaire, uh, Kristen Coates. She is fantastic here in the community. I know she is just all around the community as well. Um, she goes to a bunch of events uh, in regard to design and a bunch of other things. Uh, I would want her to do a much better intro than I am able to do for her. So if she could introduce herself to the world, uh, this is Kristen. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, I've been in this design business for about eight years now. I graduated from Front Range Community College. I am still doing a bachelor's through REMCAT. Uh, I work with Spectrologic, and I have a lot of fun with it. Excellent. So you're a full-time graphic designer with Spectrologic, correct? Yeah. Cool. Um, so with that, uh, what I was kind of curious about bringing you on here um, is what. Like, is, what is the difference going to be between myself, who, you know, is a freelance graphic designer, just kind of goes out there, puts his portfolio out there, and is like, who wants to bite, you know, and pulls the pulls the fishing line a few times here and there and see what actually hooks. Um, so what's the kind of the difference between, you know, I guess going and being freelance versus, you know, being with the company uh, full time? It's, it's very different for sure. Uh, with Spectre, I work nine to five, um, and I get to do my freelance on the side. So, you know, KCCK graphics, you know, uh, but with them, I get to work a lot with engineers, do more technical work. It's very cut and dry sometimes. Like I'll just be doing like a white paper format one day and then the next day I'll be designing a booth for NASA, you know, like it's a lot of fun. Like I have a lot of clients through Spectra that I never thought I was going to work with. Hmm. So, so you got a bunch of your freelance clients through Spectra. Yep. Oh, can you tell me a little bit more? Kind of how that evolution kind of started? Yeah, it's actually really cool. So, with an in-house agency, you actually kind of build a rapport with who you're working with, and they start to be like, "Oh, hey, you're a graphic designer. Can you do a CD for a radio for me?" Or, "Hey, can you do a package design for this crackers that I'm doing on the side?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, I got you." Like, great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, I try to do the same with a lot of my clients. Uh, usually it's like, oh, yeah, you do photos too? Great. Come on. Come take pictures of our event. It's going to be great. You can have a bunch of food and drinks, and then we'll pay you too. And I'm like, oh, that's just so great. <laughs> it's like an ideal situation for a creative is really just getting all of those benefits on top of you know getting paid as well. Yeah. So I think that's what's really great. Um, so how would you go ahead and like for our listeners here, how would you kind of compare like the differences between working with like a company full time, but also kind of doing that side hustle, I guess, as well? You get no sleep. Okay. <laughs> That's number one. But honestly, it's just, it's really nice because, you know, doing a nine to five, sometimes you can get a little bored. Yeah. But doing the side hustle, you get to do, you get to get your creative freedom, which okay. is nice, but you still have a stable paycheck. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Which is so hard when, like, I tried to do freelance before I actually got this job with Spectra, and it was hard. You know, I got a lot of people, you know, who 
were awesome. Like I loved them as clients, but three months down the line, they'd be like, oh, hey, I have not sent you your paycheck yet. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. So do you traditionally, at least from, I guess, I guess a freelance side, do you traditionally kind of get on people after that first month? Because what, what, what I do when I send out invoices, it's usually uh, net 30. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually it's like, oh, yeah, if you don't pay within the 30 days, I'm going to probably be barking down your neck. Yeah. You're like, yo, uh, I need to, I need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's something I definitely learned down the line is make sure that you have a contract and you know, don't be afraid to ask for like a down payment. That's what I do for my freelance business. Yeah. And it, it's really helped me stay stable. Um, I usually tell them like you have 30 days or end of the quarter, depending on their billing schedule. And if I haven't heard from them in like a month and a half, then I give them like a two week, a one week. And then I have to call them up and kind of like threaten them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, one interesting thing. So I was actually watching a Christo video last night. You know, Christo, right? Mm-hmm. He is the best and should totally be listening to this podcast episode right now. Right. I will personally send it to him once it is done. Nice. Um, so with that, uh, he actually was kind of talking about um, kind of being able to offer a discount for basically, basically for clients who are able to pay basically sight on sound you know mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah your, your work's done great Here, here's your money have fun mm-hmm. we'll call you when we need you next um basically saying like okay cool if you're able to pay within like three days of that initial invoice sending mm-hmm. then he was a- like able to say like cool if you are then we'll apply a two percent discount but you know what he defined it as it was that basically you know hundred thousand dollar project applying that two percent discount is a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) so a client's gonna jump on that just as kind of an example i guess but is that something that you would in theory maybe a try because like i I... just watched that video literally last night so i was like oh i like this idea (laughs) i've i've kind of done something similar um with the clients that i know that are amazing and they they're really on point with their billing I either throw in an extra like, hey, do you want to do a sticker or a postcard for your business? Like, I know you're good for it. I can just do this on the side. Like, you guys are awesome. I got you. You know, um, I don't think I would do any other like pricing discounts because I'm pretty cheap because, you know, freelance on the side. I'm just doing it for fun. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So you really kind of just toss in like an extra an extra service, if yeah, you will. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so like if you were designing, let's say, let's say a poster for a client, and then you're like, oh yeah, so, but you know, if you pay a lot faster, then I'll be able to give you maybe a coaster design for yes. your for your bar or whatever you know, <laughs> client it actually is. Right. Okay. Like, um, I was doing a website for one of my clients uh, a couple of years ago, and they they were really on point. They would always email me back within a rep, like a good timeline, and then. Uh, it was just kind of cool because they're like, well, we have two more weeks for your pay period. And I'm like, well, you know what? Let me just do a business card on the side because I noticed they didn't have anything worth for branding. Yeah. And I was like, let me do a business card for you. And then if you like it, we can talk about maybe doing like a business brochure. And uh, within the two weeks, we got the business card down and then they paid me for the brochure. Oh, great. So, yeah. That's fantastic. So like when you work when you're working with a client for like the first time, um, on, I guess on the freelance side here, um, since we got like two two lanes, if you will, freelance <laughs> yeah. and then uh, corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're working on the freelance side, though, um, when you go into a project and they have like zero brand. Ending. How does that project kind of start for you? Because, like, oh I gosh. know personally, I've had some issues with that. My 
myself. Mm. And it's not that it's like impossible to do. Like I us- I always figure it out, but sometimes it just gets so difficult and I have like, I don't know, like it just kind of my mind floats off and I'm just trying to like bring it back down to earth and like, I don't know, really kind of bring it back together. I actually love building brands from the start because it's just my my thing because I have more control over it. Yeah. Um, one thing you'll learn in working with an in-house agency or working with a corporate is you don't have as much control over yeah. the brand. You kind of have to follow what they do. Unless they do a rebrand project, then that's even more fun. Um, but what I do is I'll send them maybe two to three projects and I'll say like this is how we can look. We can do like a red color scheme, blue, and like another nice green or something. And then what they choose from that, I'll go further and I'll create fonts and then I'll create um, just new looks and I'll hone it down with them. And it's more of a close feeling because you can feel the passion of the client when it's just starting from fresh. When it's an older business, sometimes they're not as excited about it. And that like helps to fuel your passion about the project too is when they're more interested in how it's going to look. Yeah. That's something that's, it's really interesting. So like I try, like it's trying to phrase this in the right way. Basically I try to have my clients almost be that corporate client all the time. Even if they're very startup y (laughs) you know, they have like no assets, nothing at all, but they're like, Hey, can you create all of this for us? I was like, yeah, totally. But I try to turn them into that corporate client because I don't even want to say corporate client, but I want to turn them into that client that you want to is going to function. Yeah, yeah, like function like that corporate client would, mm-hmm. um, at least from me as a design agency kind of going into it and wanting to partner with them mm-hmm. and try to build them out. I want to, that relationship to be able to continue instead of just kind of be like, cool, uh, your logo's done. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Never talk again. You know, I really want to be able to continue that relationship and really start to evolve it mm-hmm. beyond just... Um, you know, a simple logo. Yeah. And I think in this industry right now, that's really important to have. Um, you know, right now we're competing, competing against Fiverr, which, you know, $5 for an hour, you get a really cool design, but you know, after you're done, you're done. But with us, you know, it's kind of cool because we're going to help you. We we're just as interested in this project as you are. You know, we, want you to succeed we want to help you out in the future like we're going to make sure that we give you the best project that we can for you yeah absolutely yeah i think that's just you know something i've been struggling with and you know it's 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 nice to have somebody you know like another grab designer like yourself uh at least here um within the community that i'm able to at least talk to about it and you know i think really really there should be i think tom and i talked about it a little bit i think there should be like a group therapy session for you know, <laughs> i am so down <laughs> clients from hell or you know just situations that you're like i don't know what to do <laughs> you know i actually found that going to design conferences really help that situation Hmm. because you're you get to talk an ear off to another designer like you get to ask them like hey i had this problem like how would you go about it like i've been to different sizes of conferences like i've been to adobe max before and honestly that was so much fun but i didn't get as much networking as i did Mm -hmm. before going to made in the middle and i made some amazing friends there that i can just hash out on like 
hey, so um, I can't draw hands. <laughs> how, how? Yeah, I saw you that in your Instagram. That? Yes, <laughs> yes, it is a bad problem. And it's I'm like a so bow. Sorry. I was like, oh, I mean, you're you're up to a good start. I mean, but that's like, a finger. Right. <laughs> I was like, this is the starting point. I'll get better. Don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. <laughs> so you think design conferences really are what? I don't know. It just helps kind of a designer start to grow in, yes. in a different capacity. Yeah. You, you learn the tips of like the tools of the trade okay. for honestly, and you get a better network. You get more people who kind of know about like what you're doing in your business. And that's great. Cause like, you know, you can talk to your friends all you want about the struggles, but they're not going to understand the lingo that you're using. Yeah. I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, uh, one, one really nice thing, uh, I'm going to bring it back to Chris Doe again because yes. I got to meet him. Um, I ended up getting to consult with him for, I mean, it was like throughout the entire week that we were there at the conference, but he was there the whole week. Mm. So, you know, it was most of the time I wasn't in a session or whatever, and we were just kind of hanging out, out, you know, not in a session. And we ended up, just, we ended up like four hours worth of conversation with him. And that's like a bunch of money he totally would have charged. But he gave me so many great insights within that, you know, four hour span that like, I can now go to him as a mentor. I can now learn from him even further. I can, you know, engage in his content. But I think, you know, I, I think with that uh, networking experience, with that conference type of experience, I was able to really be like, wow, this is something I can legit do like for a living and exactly. something I can actually, uh, you know, do for the rest of my life in theory if I act accordingly. <laughs> That's another thing with conferences is it helps build your passion. Like, mm-hmm. Before Max, I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this, you know. And then I went there and I was like, oh, I can I can do this. Like, I want to do this. I want to get into the level of like Isobar or uh, Pentagram because oh, yeah. they are amazing agencies that I want to work for one day. Like, that's the dream. I would love to work for Pentagram. That would be the coolest. Polisher. I mean- she 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 is another see the worst part is is like i think there's like a whole bunch of levels of design god yeah she's she's pretty up she's there. pretty up there uh, yeah i don't know if it's like all-time god <laughs> i would probably say da vinci's my like all-time god for design <laughs> realistically mm. but like he's og like he don't know what illustrator is <laughs> he don't know what photoshop is i'm sorry right i mean but, i've got a couple of those i've got like polisher up on the pedestal and then yeah. there's like andy j epler you know like chaos muppet if you've ever seen his conference it's amazing yeah um and then you know i've got local ones you know like john is one of my like he's amazing he's crazy talented john Pacuta, right yeah okay cool and then uh my mentor at work actually perry <laughs> he's all over the place but he he's taught me so much like i can never say thank you enough to him he's just the best guy that i could have gotten into this industry with yeah is there like an interesting thing so like this is kind of nice um having you be you know on the freelance side but also on the corporate side has the corporate side been able to help you kind of structure your freelance business in a different way than you would have if you weren't working for, you know, the corporation? Oh, definitely. Like it's helped me learn a lot more on the business side. Like with design, I'm, you know, I know the looks, I know the color schemes and the theories, but marketing really helps me to figure out like, okay, how can I lay this out for my clients? How can I, make this better? How can I market myself better? How can I reach people who are in a different state? You know, like I want, I don't want to just be a local designer. I like to design, you know, all over the place. You know, I've got a couple of clients in Seattle because Spectre taught me how to market myself better. Okay. And was it marketing like from a like social media standpoint? Was it just saying like, 
emailing the right people and being like, here's my portfolio. Look at it. Look at it. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Okay. You have to stay humble. You know, like when people ask you for a project, you know, just be like, yeah, I got this. No, you have to be like, thank you so much for coming to me. I will see if like my talent works for you and if not yeah. then you know like we were talking a long time ago about building that network like having somebody as a backup is a really nice thing in the industry like saying i don't know if i can do this for you but i know somebody who can knock it out of the park don't be afraid to say that because yeah. that actually makes them respect you more yeah and i think that's something that's really great like what we're doing with uh level or lq ventures um we're really trying to be able to build that kind of community for uh, designers, photographers, and videographers and really say like, hey, you know, we might not be able to do this specific project. Maybe it's not because we don't want to do it or we can't do it, but maybe we just don't have time. You know, we but we really want to help you. You know, you came to us and we really were like, oh, well, we really appreciate it, but we don't have the time. So, you know, realistically, we're building that network of being able to be like, cool, well, she's a graphic designer that can actually like help you out next week. And you know. if you think about it, that's kind of what Pentagram and like Isobar do. They have yeah. a huge client, like a inner base of just designers yeah. and social media influencers, and they know who to pick for the job. And that's kind of what we're doing, but just on a more local, unofficial scale. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're trying to build it out. You know, it's kind of a process. Like, you know, you're, we're here, like I brought you on too. Um, you know, to really help produce the podcast and really help bring more guests on. And I'm super excited about that. But, you know, realistically, too, that's um, kind of just a needed thing. I think you really need to start to use the resources of the community and everyone else. And even if there are people that you would consider competitors, like I can still look at you and be like, she's a competitor. It's on. Let me tell her my secrets or not. And maybe I can deter her another way. I don't know. But, you know, we're not in that type of capacity you know I, I think I have maybe two designers on that list and it's, it's not even that bad <laughs> it's still like oh hey how are you doing you know I'm just like yeah I could hear my stuff okay. <laughs> but you know aside from that it's it's really great to just be able to build that kind of community um surrounding what we're trying to do um so like in regard to like how you have your again let's lay the lines here of the lanes um corporate versus the freelance um how would you recommend to like a designer who's trying to get hired you know at a corporation like somebody who's trying to you know have those steady paychecks instead of just be like let me just go try everything embrace the blazers uh <laughs> oh, okay all right so dress nice yeah definitely dress nice dress to impress we yeah. actually had a couple of people come in and they were just wearing jeans and sweaters and we're just like you know like i'm sure you're passionate but we want you to look like what you want to end up with with the corporate like do you want to be a boss or do you kind of just want to sit there and earn a paycheck because they want to be impressed yeah and that's kind of what like helps you with your freelance business too is you have to show that you have a business persona you have to show that you're professional you can be fun too like we have some margarita fridays unofficially <laughs> <laughs> you know you just show that you're there show that you're present yeah that's all you need honestly but if you want to get hired on make sure your business 
portfolio is great. Um, make sure that if they ask you questions, you ask questions back because if you don't ask any questions, you're less likely to get a job there. Um, it shows that you're interested yeah. into the business. And that's another thing too, is if you're going to work as a designer, make sure it's something in, you're interested in. You know, I worked for Spectra because my dad actually used to work there and I used to watch them build the tape libraries yeah. and it was the coolest thing but I knew I could never code. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to, you know, like help advertise how cool of a company it was. And because of that, I've learned a lot and I've got to see some really cool trade shows on top of it. Cause you know, designing trade show booths, we get to go to all these cool conferences like supercomputing in Denver just happened. Mm -hmm. And that place like is amazing. I will show you some pictures. Yeah. I can even show some pictures on social media. Um, there are some really cool booth designs and it just, fueled the fire for me on inspiration. So it's cool. So that's really awesome um, that you were able to, I don't know, be able to grow, you know, the freelance side of things, you know, through your corporate side of things as well, in the sense of you're able to, I think, expand the mind, I guess, in a, in a way like that you never really thought you could, mm -hmm. you know, because the corporation, I hate saying corporation, like it just sounds like cancer. <laughs> it's an <laughs> awful word, but you know, the big company, the, you know, whoever it is that's, you know, got you full time, you know, they're able to kind of just position you in a way to think about things differently yeah. and like, you know, maybe a way that I could never think differently. Um, currently it's designer, you know, I think that's really great. Um, about the, I, I guess the comparisons of those two lanes. Yeah. I mean, Spectre really helps me out because, with them, you know, they already have the brand guide. They already have the set rules, which is great because now when I get a freelance client, I'm like, hey, do you have a brand guide? Do you not? Like, if you don't, let me help you. Because yeah. one of the conversations I've had at Remcat is if you do not have a logo, you do not have a business. And uh, if you have a brand guide based off of your logo, you're even more professional and you're, you're, you're set. You are good looking. Like people are going to get interested in your product, even yeah. if it's like kind of haphazard, it's going to still draw in a lot of people. Yeah. And I still, so what's really funny, um, is I still actually call a logo a four letter word for a reason <laughs> only because, you know, we talked about the brand guide, right? You know, it's realistically, if you don't have I, I want to rephrase, I think, well, I, at least my perspective of it. Basically, if you don't have a brand, you don't have a business. Yeah. If you have a logo, cool. You're you might, starting. <laughs> you're up to a good start, but you need, you need to build everything else surrounding that logo. You know, it's that, um, I don't know, there's a, there's a few images I saw online, but basically it's like a hierarchy, basically like, cool, here's the brand. The logo exists within the brand, but you're also able to, you know, dive out into the other things like, you know, social media, website, and how that gets reapplied mm -hmm. elsewhere as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can't just be like, yeah, I have a logo and be like, cool, it's black. Okay. Well, <laughs> good to know. But are you going to use black in your website? No, I was really thinking I like pink. Then you're like, oh, really? I mean, <laughs> that's okay. That's not how it works or should work, you know? So yeah. that's, I think that's an issue. Like I struggle with, the, with a lot of clients is they don't understand the value of a brand. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I'm really trying to be able to pitch to clients. But I think unfortunately a lot of them just have no idea what that really is they're like i just want a logo it looks really pretty or i can you know hire uh, you know some guy on fiber <laughs> right i actually ask my clients questions i'm like what do you want to express to people like do you want them to feel safe do you want them to yeah. feel like they're a boss like what do you want them to feel like and then once they start answering those kind of questions then you kind of get a more 
developed feeling of their brand and like what yeah. you can do for their logo and stuff like that. So I actually have a brand questionnaire that I send to clients when I'm like legit uh, getting into like a new brand design process if it, you know, it's going to happen. Um, I send them the questionnaire and I've actually had a few clients, you know, fill out the questionnaire and they're like, okay, cool. I filled it out. I uh, don't know if I got the right answers. I was like, there's no, there's no right answers, you know, with the questionnaire, you know, they filled it out though. And, you know, it was just kind of like, I mean, all right, but like, you have to feel the brand and like live the brand. They're just trying to like start some, you know, little company, but you also need to understand that your company is going to be you. It's not just going to be something that's going to sit out there in the world. It's going to be what you build it to be Mm -hmm. and what you embody it. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's your own form of communication design. Like you need to express yourself effortlessly. You don't need them to think about it or anything. They just need to look at it and be like, yeah, that's me. That's my business. You got it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really interesting. Um, I think I talked about this in another episode as well, um, just a little bit. But the first company I had started was a brand marketing company. Um, it was kind of fun. I'm, it's kind of weird how it kind of came full circle. I'm still kind of doing brand marketing and all that, so it's kind of nice. But um, with that, uh, it was really kind of interesting. So we had one too many cooks in the kitchen. I will tell you that right now. That's another problem with corporate. Just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. So with with that then, so, you know, I had a bunch of owners in the companies so that, again, too many cooks in the kitchen, if you will. But basically, I was trying to embody that brand with myself um, as well. But the interesting thing, and I think the most difficult part that I had to experience um, at that time was that everyone's like, I think the brand is this. I was like, mm. <laughs> No, because I've been living the brand. I've been, you know, embodying that brand that we created. And, you know, I created the logo and everything and this and that and this and that. And I'm living that and like putting that out there, marketing on my own personal social media, um, marketing it. um, I don't know, personally, like I would as a professional, like freelancer, if you will, even at that time, even though I was trying to run a company, it was still kind of that like kind of crossing those barriers or the those those lanes if you will and being like cool you know we're trying to be corporate but at the same time you know we're also people <laughs> you know so like it's kind of an interesting um dilemma i found myself in way back when because now it's just like cool yep nope my company i'm gonna market however i damn well please <laughs> because it's my company and i know how that brand is going to live and how it's going to survive in the uh, business ecosystem you know mm-hmm. so that's kind of just been interesting uh way for me so yeah nice i mean with the business world it's kind of like you have to find your allies for sure yeah um if you have a really cool idea for the product you want to kind of market yourself you want to have a meeting before the meeting and just see like what the feelers are like is it a horrible idea or can we go further with this um with corporate i you know i've kind of said some bad things so i want to a little positive. I have the most amazing marketing family at Spectra, and I think that's one of the reasons why I just don't want to leave yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of people who I know have my back, and it, in freelance, you know, you have your ideas, but you don't really have somebody backing your ideas. Yeah. But in corporate, you know, like you can have an idea, and if it's really good, they will go with it. Like it's one of the coolest feelings knowing that you have somebody backing you up for sure. Yeah, it was really interesting. I know when I like worked at Starbucks way back in the day, um, you know, I think I did their social media for a little bit. You know, I wasn't getting paid extra for it, but I was trying. I was really working on it. Um, but with that, I was hopefully, you know, getting the backing of like my, you know, manager and my other employees. Um, but in that instance, they're just kind of like, eh, no, just put it out. It's like, well, I want 
opinions I want. Okay, I mean, I'll stick with the Starbucks colors. We'll call it good, but like, is it enough? Or should I add this? Or should I do this? And you know, I never really got that feedback. So like, lucky you in being able to get that feedback because you know it's nice to have that team because I understand like, you know, maybe maybe they're not all a designer per se, but you're able to at least get that perspective because they give a crap about the uh the actual project or about the brand itself exactly <laughs> so i i totally get that and that's i don't know something i think you know a lot of creatives can struggle with you know it's kind of just being like oh yep nope i need i need help or support even like i really like for me like let, let's say like right now if i were to be struggling on a graphic design project i'm i'm good at the moment but if i was like really struggling and you know looking for extra support i don't really know like as a designer where where i would go like i don't I have a people like I could talk to, but like, the, you know, the question is, one, do they give a shit? <laughs> Why are they going to give a shit? Do they want to steal the client? I actually had that happen recently. It was interesting. <gasps> no. Not a bad way, but like, it was still just like, oh, okay. okay. I, I was more expensive and they're just like, oh yeah, I want the cheaper one. I was like, oh, all right. Negative carbon. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, whatever. But you know, it's, it's something I see designers at least is from my perspective uh, struggle with and understand mm-hmm. that i don't know it's actually a tough thing to understand yeah i mean it? that's why i kind of like kansas city like this is kind of a weird subject but it, yeah, yeah. it, it ties in i swear okay. so when i was in made in the middle it was just so totally, totally cool because there were people working on projects in the conference and mm-hmm. i actually saw some guy turn to his right and i think it was like a really good design buddy of his and he was just asking all these questions and he was just giving them input left and right and i think that's really cool like you like for me i i can talk to perry about things like he will tell me to the T if it looks like crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also have a couple of art friends. Like They're creative, but they're not designers, so I don't have to worry about them stealing my clients. I just kind of like to get that feel like on different levels, like, hey, does this look cool? Would you buy that from them? Like, What do you think could change? And then depending on you know where they are in the design spectrum i'll either listen to it or tweak it but it's it's kind of nice so i think uh nathan and i had talked about um you know the i think three people you kind of get that input from about your designs before submitting it to a client right um so with you you know who is your kind of like go-to so like like let's let's put it in those two lanes again um so like at corporate you know who's those three people you're gonna ask and then at your freelance who are those three people you're gonna ask like what is their definition what's their role what's their impact toward your uh delivery of that product okay for freelance it's a little bit easier um i will ask like my friend um who works at only natural pet she's awesome she's a web designer i'll even ask my friend um matt who's he's a tv anchor now he's actually a really good designer and i just respect that all like everything about him he's awesome so i ask them i'm like hey does this look cool does it look weird and they'll let me know but uh, at Spectra, there's really not three people. Um, there's going to be like five. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> I guess the more the merrier. Yeah. Like I said, with corporate, you know, um, there's going to be a lot of filters that you have to go through. Yeah. Um, at 
the first design stuff, once I'm done, I make sure I go to Perry because he's my other designer and I'll say, hey, does this look good? Does this look bad? Does it, is it on brand? And then if it looks good, then I'll bring it to my boss. And then if she likes it, then she'll bring it to the VP of marketing. And if she likes it, then she'll bring it to sales. So <laughs> it's a lot, but it, it can be a lot of fun depending on it. Yeah. So are there any projects like specifically that you had you don't have to say it specifically, of course, but are there any projects specifically like corporate that you really had just like you ha- like felt it was like just the greatest design ever, right? And then you felt it just getting caught and caught and caught and all those different uh, traps, if you will, of like, oh, yep, sales hated it, but the VP liked it, but sales hated it because they're like, it's not going to work. It's not going to work or something like that. <laughs> um, you'll find if, if you work with engineers sometimes that you'll get a little bit more edits. Um, yeah. I had a document one time. I absolutely loved the design, loved where it was going. You know, it was very clean. It was very simple. And then, you know, it went through the filters and they're like, well, we need more words. We need more of this. And I, I think I have edited this document. I kept a number tracking and it was 38 times. In two days, I was so done with it afterwards. But you know, it, afterwards, I felt really happy because like I got it done. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a learning curve for sure. Like you need to learn how to speak their language because ultimately you're working for them. Yeah. But not, not really with them. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I just. Uh. Yeah, it's kind of interesting too. So like we can also apply it to you know like photography too. Um, so I had a client. Um. I took the pictures, blah, blah, blah. That was all good and done. And then they came back and, you know, they had, we had talked about a specific rate and I was like, cool, that's, that's fine. It's no big deal. And then we, you know, took the pictures and then I'm editing them, send them the first edits and they're like, actually, can you do this? And I was like, okay, you know, send them over and they're like, oh, actually, can you do this too? And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then, you know, send it over and came back actually can you do this and this and this and this and this (laughs) you're like oh my god so you know it's kind of an interesting thing of having to deal with that filter you know also in that freelance vibe as well you know not just in the corporate sense because like the corporate sense the nice thing is no one's going to steal your job it's true so that's the good news but with like you know the freelance side of things they could be like, well, actually, somebody's just going to do our designs instead because you're really expensive or something like that. You know, in the instance of like that photography setting, I actually just outsourced it. I was like, cool. You know, I'm kind of done with the request because like, like on contract, it was like, um, you know, you got basically no edits. Like you get the edits that I send you and that's all you get. Mm-hmm. And then the, I don't know. It was a friend, too. So I was just like, <sighs> feel bad doing this but i just ended up outsourcing it to somebody else i was like yeah can you just do all this all all these list items for me and upload it into this drive and they're like yep yeah that's fine it's no big deal but it was still like okay this is a this is a process i mean i kind of do that with perry every now and then corporate like if i get so many edits i just kind of look at them like can you take over (laughs) it's a lot of fun i mean with freelance, you can kind of have a little bit more control with it because in my clause, I always say you have up to like three to five edits and yeah. then after that, it, you're going to pay a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Is that on your corporate side on or on the KCCK, freelance side? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, only because, you know, I have other clients and yeah. I want to make sure that I have equally distributed time between all of them. I want to make sure that they have a great product, but I don't want to have one product over 
overshadow the other one, you know? Yeah. But with corporate, you know, you're just going to have to appease the gods. You're going to make sure that it's <laughs> good to go no matter what. So, yeah. um, so with freelance, you know, and you are able to kind of give that contract out. Are When you're going out to get like get a new client, right? Like let's say it's quiet and you need to go get new clients from the freelance. You're like, cool, let's go do this. Do you usually like lead with a um, like, here's all my stuff, blah, blah, blah. Or do you be like lead with here's all my stuff, but also here's a contract. Look at this too, because this matters. This matters so much. If you don't sign this, I swear to God, <laughs> you know, th- what does it kind of look like from your perspective? At least um, for me, I take a more friendlier approach than, you know, sign it. I don't do that. I promise. <laughs> Just you get it. <laughs> yes. Um, so I actually start a conversation with somebody. I oh, yeah. find, you know, I've done some work with bin number 46 and it just started from a conversation at the bar and mm-hmm. it was just like, I was telling her that I liked her menus and everything. And she was just like, well, you know, I wish I had some more stuff for social media. I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm a graphic designer. Here are my rates. Like I can help you out if you want. Um, yeah. So is it, is it, was it different for like you as a, you know, freelance lane, you know, for you as a freelancer to work with like a nonprofit, that's another topic I've had kind of brought up to me recently. They're like, Oh yeah, we're nonprofit. Do you have nonprofit rates? I'm like, depends. What's your budget? I go off <laughs> of the levels of business. Okay. Um, so if they're a nonprofit, I will actually give them a discount um, okay. because they're doing good work in my eyes. And if they're more of a corporate setting, they're going to pay a little bit more. <laughs> um, if they're just starting out in their business, then I'm not going to charge them like $800 for a brand guy. There's yeah. no way. But if it's like a TV station that I know has been around for 40 years, then yeah, they're going to pay a little bit extra just because they're established and they want to know that I'm doing good work for for them and yeah they could go a little cheaper with somebody else but they're not going to have somebody who's going to respect their brand and help them yeah um so like what's the difference between um kind of how just lost my train of thought damn <laughs> you got this to take it use the take force. it oh <laughs> so <laughs> i guess what's the difference between how um you know a client is Actually, here, let me go Let me go this round. Okay. Um, so is there something specific that you like to kind of go toward? Um, are you going to go toward those corporate clients more? Are you going to go toward those nonprofits more? Are you going to go toward those freelance startups, blah, blah, blah? I think for me more. personally, I just get such a kick out of doing brand guides and yeah. helping people start up, you know? Yeah. So I actually work with a couple of, like, indie bands, you know. Oh, great. Um, I work with, I'll say their names because they're amazing. I work with unapo- or Unurgist Apologies. I work with Sly Fox. Oh, Sly sweet. Fox is actually based in Montreal. <laughs> I've, he- I've heard of the name, actually. They're really good. Um, Unearnest Apologies just released a new single, and I got to do their CD cover for them. And That's awesome. They've just been such reliable clients, and I just... I love doing work for them because it's so much fun. They're so amped about it. Yeah. Um, sometimes if I really need a good paycheck, I'll go for the higher ups, you know, but it can be a little bit more draining. <laughs> yeah. And I feel, I think that's part of um, being an in-house and a freelance. I can kind of pick and choose. Yeah. Like, you know, you're a freelancer. You kind of have to go for the money. You need to earn that paycheck. You need yeah. to earn rent. <laughs> I'm earning rent through my in-house gigs, so all my freelance clients I absolutely love because, you know, I don't have to be like, oh, God, yeah, I'll do it, but my soul, it just kind of (laughs) died. No, I totally get it. Um, 
yeah, I think I'm kind of like in that boat of like trying to balance between the two because, you know, I like all the freelance stuff because, you know, that's really where I'm going to really get most creative. I'm going to get a lot from it um, where some of those other clients, you know, it's like, oh, I'm stuck with this. You are like, oh, I mean, okay, but, but. I want to do more of that. Is there anything you want to like tell everybody else about how they should try to kind of position themselves to work according to yeah. that? Yeah. If you have clients that you really like and you like what they do, go to their events, like show respect because their network is who you want to work with. Yeah. You know, I've gotten a couple other bands because I've gone to other shows and they're like, oh, you design for them. Can you design for me? Like, yeah. You know, like it was interesting. I went to a metal show because I designed for the band and a country singer was like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, do you want to do something for me? I was like, that a is A country okay. singer was at the metal show. It was very interesting for okay. sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I was down, you know, it was two very different levels, but it was still in the genre that I liked. You know, I love designing for music. I wish I could do it full time every day. Yeah. But, you know, I have to work myself into that network. Okay. So it's kind of just work the network really more exactly. than anything. Exactly. Yeah. I think it was like, I have, I think I have a good example here. Um, so I went to, have you heard of the score? Yes. Yes. Legendary legend and all the other great songs. Um, so I shot them, um, because I messaged them on Instagram. I was like, Hey, do you, do, do you guys want a photographer? So I show up, you know, took pictures of them in the show and everything. Got to know the other bands that were performing. I ended up reaching out to them again when they came back, the other bands that were there, and got to shoot them as well and kind of kept going, that going. Uh, now I'm friends with all of them on Facebook, and now I'm friends with, like, I have pretty much all of their numbers. Um, so I can, like, it was nice to be able to kind of work that network and kind of just throw it up slowly but surely. I was like, sure, I'm shooting these pictures for free. Or... I guess technically not for free since I'm kind of getting that pass, that photo pass, but still doing it kind of for free. Um, it, but I was able to kind of build that and be like, cool, I take really good concert photos. Yeah, and, and then they totally saw that. what I'm talking about. Cause you know, like you're kind of taking it as like a more friendly, humble approach. And that's what I always try to tell designers is stay friendly, stay humble. Yeah. Because if you come in and be like, oh, well I can do this so much better. You're not going to get that client. Yeah. <laughs> like They're going to know that you have this attitude and they're not going to want to work with you. Yeah. Like if you're just doing it for fun and like they notice your passion and your talent, you're going to get hired. Yeah. And you know, I hope that they, uh, they ban the bands I've worked with will eventually hire me to go like on tour with them. That'd be great. Hint. <laughs> yeah. You know, definitely, uh, orphan the poet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think they're, they're they're fantastic too. But I really want I think, you know, it for, for like me, I really want to be able to reach out to them and, you know, continue that relationship even further than just the photos cuz like I love their not even just the band itself. I love, you know, the vibe that they give off. I love who they are as people. You know, I love the music they're creating and sharing with the world so you know i think that's kind of like a similar thing with like brands and design as well that you're able to kind of be like i really like that company let's let's, let's work with them you know mm -hmm. i mean if you don't like a company why why even bother right so. and i'll say this as a reference um so like say you want to work with beer labels you want to design for them you yeah. know Longmont's a really great place to start because we have a lot of crafts. Or also a really bad place to start. <laughs> um, but you can start kind of figuring out like what you want to do. Like you yeah. can start taking photos of certain craft beers that you like. Yeah. And then there's actually a group in Denver where you can go and take beer photography. Like just start doing what you kind of want to start doing. Yeah. 
And as soon as people start recognizing the talent and the passion for it, then then maybe somebody from like Breckenridge will see it and just be like, hey, do you want to help? to do some designs for us you know yeah um i think another good example for me is uh long tucky is a very specific example of that they you know, love you i just showed up and i was like hey i'm gonna take pictures is that cool and they're like oh yeah totally so i mean I, you have your own spot now i kept it going kept it going kept it going kept going like coming back all the time taking pictures of just all these events and like and these pictures are so great and then i was like hey i thought about this design for you guys and they're like oh you design too? I was like, oh, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about, man. So, like, I'm doing their website right now, and, like, you know, that's, like, oof, like, client perfection. Yes. Like, I, as I think uh, we're trying to call them would be crafted clients, like, that's a client you, I was able to kind of nurture and create and, like, help, you know, I was able to help them, but, you know, in the sense of they're giving me work they're able to help me, you know, like that's, what's really great, you know, kind of about the freelance side of things. Cause you're able to kind of really craft that and nurture that relationship accordingly. Instead Honestly, of just that's the, the best way you need to go. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's, it's tough. Cause like, you know, you're not going to be able to have that with like a new client you bring on immediately. Like I get it, it but you know, it's, it's nice to at least have like a goal and a mindset that you want to kind of go toward instead of just be like, Oh, I can't, I can't hug you all the time. Darn. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll get there. Be like, eh, I'm not really a touchy feely person. Okay. Well now I know. Fist bump. You know? <laughs> yeah. Fist bump maybe. Okay. All right. We can do that and start there. Um, yeah, no, it's just kind of a interesting freelance world to be in. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, is there anything else you would love to kind of tell to the level of podcast listeners um, about graphic design as a collective? I mean, you know, again, we're kind of getting your different perspective of being corporate and also freelance at the same time. You know, what does that kind of look like for, you know, anybody listening that might be able to take something from this and, you know, really apply it to their freelance, whether it be photography, design or anything else, you know, creative? Oh, man, there's so many things. Um, <laughs> Let's start with one. Let's I mean, go from there. you've heard me, like, you know, stay <laughs> humble, stay friendly. Um, yeah. But if you don't know where you want to go with your design career, mm. just kind of start looking for that network. You know, like you, me, and Tom found our own little network, and it's yeah. kind of nice because we can kind of, like, talk to each other and be like, hey, I have this idea. Do you think it will work? And that's how you should start. Like, when I decided to become a graphic designer it was actually in college because I didn't know about it you know in high school I didn't know about design I just saw posters didn't even think about the work that went in them yeah um and then I went into college and I saw these posters and they were so cool and I was like who did these like how do you make these and they're like oh do you not know about Adobe? I'm like, please tell me more. <laughs> you know, it's just about searching and like finding people and finding that path. Yeah. You know, no, it's good. Um, I think that will resonate with everybody. Um, hopefully that listens to the podcast, but also, um, is trying to maybe start a freelance career and really wants to just get out there. Cause I know like a lot of freelancers or I guess, let me, let me put quotes around that freelancers who are really like trying to get into the the freelance world, but they're like too afraid to put themselves out there. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's just something I really want to make sure that I'm encouraging people for, you know, whoever's listening to this, um, that they're able to hear it and be like, cool, you can do this. Um, you just need to actually just go out and apply yourself and do it, you know, instead of just kind of hold yourself back by being like, I don't know if I'm good enough. I know I personally have, you know, dealt with that. Like, I know, like, I don't know, is it good? Should I, should I put it out there? Should I post that to Instagram? Should I, should I let the world know that that's what I do? 
or not. You know, right. that was kind of like, like I definitely struggle with that. Um, I just want to make sure that everyone listening is able to, um, you know, I mean, just go out and do it. Behance now these days has made it so intimidating to start. Oh all, yeah, totally. Like you just see stuff and it's like, I can't even think about how they made that, you know, but it's just, you know, start putting yourself out there. I mean, I started doing <laughs> the way I started. My aunt actually was making jewelry and I made her labels. That's how I started. Great. And it's just starting small and working yourself up. I found my path. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think realistically, if we're going to leave anybody with with anything, I think it's really just find your path. You know, you found your path with corporate, you found your path with freelance and you know, mine, I'm trying to kind of merge the two, if you will, merge the freelance and the corporate accordingly. I feel like you're, you're getting there. Yeah. Getting, getting there slowly but surely. Yeah. Um, so working on that, but you know, I think realistically just find your path and you know, whatever creative avenue you might be exploring you know, just find the path and, you know, follow that path. And you know, if it deviates a little, that's fine. Just, you know, keep, keep the path in mind and what that goal is, you know, do you yeah. want to be, and if you get discouraged, just find some way to bring the passion back. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, like for photography, you know, I keep, um, like I keep a goal in the back of my head, like pretty far back, but I'm like, you know, like for photography specifically, like Lachlan, I think it'd be great if you were published in Nat Geo, yes. Nat Geo. Like if I was published in Nat Geo for my photos, then I'd say, I'm done. I can, I can die happy. Like I got it. <laughs> I feel like that's Hallmark for me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. See, so it's like finding that goal and that's, that's the goal that you have at the end of the path. You're like, cool. If I get there, great. If I don't, maybe it deviated into that something else that was maybe more toward the path that you were supposed to follow. So either way though, again, let's leave everybody with follow your path, um, and keep on growing, um, and take yourself to the next level and we'll go from there. Uh, this is the, the level up podcast. Uh, we're here with Kristen again. Uh, she has given us some great insights and we're so happy to have her, uh, here in the design community. Um, if you have any questions about her, uh, feel free to, uh, find her on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. Just look for KCCK graphics and you will find me. Wonderful. Um, cool. So we will talk to you guys uh, next time on the Level Up podcast. See ya. Bye.